Welcome to HR Matters, a podcast to learn more about people topics that impact your organization. I'm your host, Diana Barrera. For over 20 years, I have been helping businesses get better results and higher ROI by navigating complex people's matters strategically. Our guest today is Dr. Sonny Lampasso. Dr. Sonny Lampasso is a consulting psychologist and executive coach. Leveraging nearly two decades of clinical experience, she utilizes behavioral science to facilitate leadership development and positive organizational change. In addition to her extensive clinical experience, Dr. Lampasso has held leadership roles in nonprofit and for-profit settings, built a thriving private practice, and taught several graduate-level psychology courses. She also has regular speaking engagements on leadership, building positive workplace culture, burnout, resilience, and emotional intelligence. Dr. Lampasso holds a doctorate in psychology, is a licensed clinical psychologist, and is a board-certified behavioral analyst doctoral level. Welcome, Sonny. Hi, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here on HR Matters. Great. So tell us, how did you get into executive coaching? Sure. Happy to share my story about that. As you mentioned, when you introduced me, I've been a clinical psychologist for almost 20 years now. And my interest in leadership development really comes from my own early experiences as a leader. When I was first out of school early in my career, I was hired into a leadership role and I really didn't have leadership training. I didn't really know what it took to be successful as a leader. And I really found myself struggling You know, I think one thing, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I had a hard time figuring out what are the right questions to ask in terms of how to develop my leadership skills. And I also didn't really know about what my own strengths were, what I sort of brought to the table and what areas that I really needed to work on. So I really found myself feeling lost in terms of the leadership aspect of my job. So Really, my you know mission has become to help leaders develop this skill set that often we don't get the training for, right? We're you know we have a certain skill and we get hired into a position, or we have great skills and we move up into leadership roles, but we're often not trained for it. So that really has sparked my interest in helping people you know navigate workplace challenges develop their leadership skills. And, you know, I decided to do additional training. I did an executive coaching program at the Baruch Zicklin School of Business to really focus more on the coaching aspect. Although I have a great clinical background and many of those skills as an expert in behavior change apply in coaching, um, I felt it was also important to add actual coaching training as part of my, you know, my own development in moving into this into coaching. And tell me, how do you define coaching? Well, I think there are different types of coaching. The coaching that I do is executive coaching. And executive coaching is really helping leaders to be as successful as they can be, to develop their leadership skill set, 
sometimes what people refer to as soft skills. I'm not really a fan of that term, but you know, some of the skills, again, that aren't necessarily taught to us, more of the communication and the relationship building, those types of skills. And for me, executive coaching really takes place within the context of the organization. So the organization is bringing me in to help a leader. And I'm really taking time to not only assess the leader and where they are currently at in terms of their strengths and areas for development, but also what is the context that they're currently in? How is the organization functioning? And I really also spend time in the organization, getting to know other people in the organization to really truly understand the challenges that the leader is facing. When do you think a leader should consider coaching? I think that's a great question. And I really think anytime leaders are looking to improve their skills and to grow, is a good time for coaching. However, I think there are some particular times, times of change, when coaching can be even more impactful. For example, um, someone coming into a new position, moving into a new leadership position. Coaching can be really helpful in terms of navigating that transition. Or if a leader is new in an organization, Coaching can be very helpful to help them navigate these onboarding process and develop those relationships and figure out how to be successful in this new environment. So really any type of changes within your role or changes in organization or even changes within an organization in terms of mergers and acquisitions, leadership changes, those can be particularly helpful times for coaching because I think those times can be very stressful when there are a lot of changes happening. Do you run into leaders that are not truly committed to the coaching process and how do you manage that? Another great question. I think that really I'm always talking with the leader before we engage in the coaching process. So if their organization would like to provide them with coaching, I'm setting up an initial meeting with them. And partly that's a chemistry meeting to see if we are a good fit for each other, but also to really figure out why is this leader coming to coaching? Is it because their organization is requiring them to, or, or do they actually want to make changes, sort of what's in it for them? So it's really important to have that meeting because I think not everyone is truly committed to coaching, right? They may be actually planning to leave the organization, but really me having that call with them to get an understanding of, do they have goals that they would like to achieve? Are they wanting to develop in certain areas? Are they wanting to make changes? So I think, you know, the person that I'm coaching has to be committed and also receptive to this process. How do you know if progress is taking place? Well, one of the things that I love about coaching, and it's a little bit different than, you know, when I was providing therapy with coaching, I always see the changes that are taking place. Like coaching is ver a very concrete process. So during each session, 
we are working toward goals, an action plan with specific steps. And in between each session, the client is identifying goals to work toward. And then we are checking in about the progress, the obstacles. So really, what again, what I love about it is that in every session, I'm hearing the changes that they're making. And, you know, a lot of times, too, I'm also talking with other people in the organization, you know, with the client, and they're also reporting back to me changes as well. So I think the growth and the progress is really evident. And I'm sort of, I also act as an accountability partner in that sense. So I'm really seeing how are you getting toward the goals that, you know, we've developed together. common challenges you see during the process of executive coaching? Some of the challenges can be understanding and figuring out what to work on. So really the development of an action plan, which is what I work with leaders toward. I think that process can sometimes be challenging for leaders. So I'm doing an assessment to really you know, make this an individualized process and getting feedback from others in their organization about their leadership skills and style, and also doing personality assessments to help them to better understand themselves. And I think sometimes it can be challenging to, one, hear what other ha others have to say about you um, and you know things that you might work on. And I think, too, understanding what you bring to the table in terms of your typical behavior patterns and personality style, and then taking all of that information, synthesizing it, and making it into an action plan. I think a lot of times leaders struggle with that piece, and that's really where I come in to partner with them, to help them, you know, again, figure out what those strengths are, and then how, look at how they could leverage them in their leadership space, in their role. And then, you know, really identifying those challenges. And once we're there, again, getting those specific action steps, I think that can sometimes be a challenge as well. Give us an example of the type of cases you work with. I work across a variety of industries. So I do work a lot in finance and other professional services like law. I also do work in nonprofits as well. And, you know, I think many of the leadership challenges are the same, no matter what the industry. However, like particularly in professional services, like in finance or in law, oftentimes what I see with leaders is that they have amazing technical and analytical skills. And they're so good at what they do that they are then promoted and promoted again. And then they find themselves in leadership roles and they may not, again, have ever had the opportunity to develop the skills needed for the leadership piece of what they're doing. So I think that piece is, again, where I can come in to really help with understanding what they bring to the table as a leader and also what they might be doing differently. Like, for example, um, working with a leader in finance, again, this person had such amazing 
technical skills that they had been promoted to a managing partner and then found themselves leading a team and over time, you know, realized that there were issues with retention. And that's where I came in, in terms of helping this leader with figuring out, okay, what might you be doing differently? How can you leverage your strengths and what specific areas could you benefit from working on to help to keep team members engaged, productive, and keep them there. What is the impact of executive coaching in an organization? This is a great question. And one of the reasons why I love the work that I do is the impact of executive coaching. When I'm working with leadership, it has an impact individually on the leader, right? So it has an impact on their skill set, which then helps the organization, right? It helps all of the people below them. When leadership it has developed their communication skills and developed their emotional intelligence, I find that employees are happier. People feel a sense of trust. So people are more likely to be engaged, productive, to continue working in a place where they feel comfortable and feel more valued. So I really think that, you know, on an organizational level, working with leaders can have an impact, like can have a trickle down impact throughout the organization and really establishing a culture of coaching sort of sets that bar of, you know, we give our leaders coaching, we give other leaders coaching because we're invested in helping them be the best they can be. And I think too, like as a side note and sort of added bonus, what I find a lot of times when I'm working with clients is that not only does our work together have an impact on their team and their organization, but a lot of times there's sort of this added benefit of in their personal lives. They've noticed improvement in their communication with their spouse or how they're, you know, engaging with their teenager. So I think there can be an added benefit that's not necessarily a goal of coaching, but sort of a nice, a nice thing that comes with it. You have worked with so many leaders. What are key leadership skills that you think are the right ones to develop through coaching? From the framework that I'm coming from, the one big piece is the, that emotional intelligence. And I think we're all at a different level um, in a different space when it comes to where we are with, an emotional, with emotional intelligence. So we can all benefit from working toward that. And, you know, with the different areas of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, emotional regulation, social awareness, and relationship management, I often assess my clients on these different variables of emotional intelligence to sort of see where they can benefit from developing. Because one person, one leader may be higher in one area than another. And, you know, even if you are high in an area, it again, having that self-awareness of what you're doing that's working to leverage that can be really helpful. So I think the emotional intelligence piece is very big. 
And then again, but it's an individualized process. So it also depends on what are the challenges that this particular leader is facing right now, right? Within their organization, are there communication issues? Are there issues with staffing? You know, really helping to navigate the change, you know, any change and transition and uncertainty. So that's like the other big piece. I think all of us as leaders can benefit from thinking about ways and what we could do, action steps toward helping us navigate uncertainty. Because uncertainty equals stress. And there is so much uncertainty that we're facing right now. So true. Sonny, how can our listeners contact you? Well, you can reach out to me either on LinkedIn through my name, Sunny Lempasso, S-U-N-N-I-L-A-M-P-A-S-S-O. And my website is shapingsuccessconsulting.com. So you can reach out to me through my website or through LinkedIn, or you can email me, sunny at shapingsuccessconsulting.com. Well, thank you so much for all this information on executive coaching. It was a pleasure chatting. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's episode of HR Matters. If you would like to get in touch with me, send an email to diana at revillohr.com or by following the link in the show notes below. HR Matters is brought to you by Revillo HR. You can find information on Revillo Consulting Services on the website www.revillohr.com.